Ready I'm to do ready. the damn thing? <laughs> All right. Hello and welcome to the Ratness Podcast, episode number 65, 64, 66, I don't Something. know, with Amber Juicy. Hey! What up, Amber? <laughs> welcome back up, to the conversation please? we are just having. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing so good. I'm a little sleepy, but it's pretty typical for me. <laughs> are you a uh, frequent cat napper? Do you do you sleep a lot like during the day and stuff? I'm not a big napper, um, I, but I I do consistently sleep like ten to twelve hours at night. Nice, yeah, which is insane. I think it's no, I'm a I'm a, like indicative of a a problem, but whatever. I love to sleep. I'm about that ten hour life. Yeah, ten hours sleep. That's me too. If if I can get yeah. it, I don't understand how people can go on four or five hours of sleep every night. I think they're lying. Yeah. I don't think anyone's actually happy that gets that little sleep. Yeah, they're just miserable all day long. I've I've done both. I've I've been able to sleep more now because I work as a bartender. But when I was like managing restaurants and I was sleeping like six hours and I'd wake up in the middle of the night like oh, what uh, does someone need the day off or like something that was like you know put on me. Uh, I I slept a lot less and uh, not indicative of like a great lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah, I've done that too. I've had uh, moments in my life where I was only able to get like four-ish hours of sleep a night, and I was miserable. Yeah. I was so mean to everyone and mad about <laughs> yeah. everything all the time. Whew, not a good time. Do well. You you're busy now. You work all the time. You you go to school. Uh, you paint. Yeah. Uh, where um, where do you find time to sleep? Well, I've. I've managed to sleep is a, a really big priority for me now after going through that period of time where I was only able to get like four or five hours a night. I, I really have structured my life in a way that prioritizes sleep. So I I'm busy, but I like schedule sleep for myself. <laughs> you have to. Um, and I, I really don't work that much. I only work like three days a week. And then my school program is really awesome. I only go to class once a month. Oh, wow. what? I do. I have a lot of free time. Yeah, that's crazy. Just, I didn't know you. You only went once a month. I thought you were like every week. No, it's um, I, I work on school stuff all the time, but I only have to actually physically be there for these like three day sessions once a month. It's it's awesome. It works so well for me. Oh, that's yeah. rad. Yeah. Being yeah. able to control your time is probably the biggest asset that we have, we can have as, as adults, you know, and humans yeah. having, con being able to say, no, you know what, I'm going to sleep a little extra today, or uh, I'm not going to do shit for the rest of my day because <laughs> I need to yeah. take some time. Like that is so valuable and people discount that so much, or a lot of times even look down on it. Like, oh, you're not doing anything with your time. It's like, no, you don't yeah. understand what I'm getting being done. Easy, like, yeah, it's a big, um, it's a bit, a really good like boundary to have with yourself or with myself. And it's something that I've had to learn the hard way from a lot of years of like ignoring those cues when I was tired or when I really didn't feel like going out with being like, oh, I should, or like, oh, I should be productive. And then being like, why am I so burnt out and miserable all the time? Mm -hmm. Oh, because I'm never resting. Yo, that's, I, it's so funny. Uh, when you're 25, like, it sounds like such an old man thing to say, but when you're like 20, 25, you're like, I'm just running on jet fuel. It doesn't matter. 
Mm-hmm. Yep, it does not matter. Gonna go do what I'm gonna do and not feel the effects. And then just 10 years later, uh, here I am like, you know, sleep is the most important aspect of life. You know, <laughs> it's so silly. Just t- someone wanted to hang out with me last night and I was like, you gotta hit me up before 9 p.m. because if I don't leave my house by nine, I'm pretty much going <laughs> in, that, in the sleep direction. And I was like, I'm just an old lady, but that's okay. Sorry. You know, that's, I think that's why they call it old people. Cause as you get older, that's what you do. You know, you just tend to want to sleep and stay in and, and hang out with your animals. Which is very nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, uh, you know, the, the best nights are watching, uh, Rupert Murdoch documentaries and just having a nice cozy, uh, slumber time at 9 PM. Uh, it's so funny, dude. But anyways, thanks for doing the show again. Oh, of course. We, yeah, we for, wanted to mention that you were the first person we ever interviewed, technically. Even though you were episode two, you were the first interview we did. And uh, me and Jim talked about like ourselves for like 30 minutes because we didn't know the format. And then like it changed after that. It was, uh, you know, just a learning experience. But thanks for coming back and talking with us. Dude. Oh, yeah. man. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you, guys. Yeah. I went back and kind of looked over that episode a little bit. And it's so funny. It's so obvious that we had no idea what we were doing back then. <laughs> and the fact that you we were, still don't. <laughs> the fact that you were down to like just jump on with these with us first try, like, I don't know, trial run. Let's see how it goes. And then uh, and then to see from where we went then to where we are now, like I I appreciate you stepping up and being willing to kind of be the guinea pig with us and see like, well, maybe there's only going to be two episodes out ever and you're going to be one of them. But uh, that really helped. I mean, at that point, obviously, that's what catalyzed us to keep going. So thank you so much for for being down. I mean, from my perspective, it's like, what do I have to lose? Just like talk to a couple of buds that are doing a really cool thing with art. Like that's that's fine dude are you is your computer in the same place as it was in episode two yeah i feel like you're in your kitchen right yeah yeah i remember this yeah that's so funny uh that rules i'm gonna cut in clips of episode two (laughs) (laughs) i think i had a way bigger beard yeah so since then uh you've been working a lot but also uh your i don't know your illustrative styles kind of changed a little bit you've taken a little bit like a turn to me at least in the the work that I saw, you know, a few years ago when we started hanging out and then to now. So like what kind of um, kind of turned you or or what have you been digging lately? Um, so the biggest change was right around that time, which that was like two years ago or was it like a year ago or? It was probably like two years ago exactly. now going on two years. Yeah, um, but right around the time that we did that podcast, I, um, got my hands on an iPad and I started doing digital illustration, which is, it was really interesting. It was a big learning curve and it really changed my approach. Um, at least in, in the digital world, um, which is not a world I had ever really like explored as an artist. Mm -hmm. So the, the, the art that I make, digitally is really different from what I paint. And that's like mostly just access to tools and the skills that I've learned. And, um, it's been really cool. I feel like I'm still learning every single time I, I 
pick up the iPad. I'm, I'm like, wow, I can, I found this new crazy tool that I can do or this new like little, uh, you know, trick or whatever. Um, I, and I, it was just like a, a comfortable thing too. Cause I could work on digital art from like sitting on my couch versus going out to the studio and like getting everything set up, which is a process that I really enjoy. But I think I was just in a moment where I was like, I need this to be a little easier and a little more accessible. Right. And, and like different, different really ways to create. Yeah. That type. But, oh, I couldn't hear what you said. I was said saying that. like uh, different ways to create like mm-hmm. uh, different feelings. Like, like you're saying, like you can set up the studio and get everything right. And then that feels right for a painting or something. But sometimes you just want to be in the moment and it's uh, accessible to be on your iPad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I did just start. It's actually funny. So I mentioned the AI thing earlier. Um, oh, yeah. What's that I, called? Can, can you tell me? Because I've been seeing everyone post about it and you, you said it. And I was like, oh, I yeah, but I don't know. Like, I don't know what yeah, it's about. Um, so, I mean, obviously, AI is a much bigger thing than this. But there is an app called Lensa um, that has this like new feature where it will create uh, AI images of you. It basically creates like paintings of you. So it's mm-hmm. like selfies or whatever. Um, and I've seen like a trend, everyone's kind of like jumping on board, but then I'm seeing this like very equal opposite, like like it has come out that the way they taught this AI to create art is by using open source, um, data, which essentially means that they're like stealing artistic styles from artists from like real Mm -hmm. people. And then they're using those styles to create this art. And I totally see the controversy, the controversy. And obviously like, I don't like art theft fucking sucks. And I do not support that, but there is this whole other side to it where like, I did it. I played the little game. I like uploaded a bunch of like pictures of me. And then I got all of these like amazing images of myself in like other worlds and like, as like alien me. And it was actually really inspiring to me. And it like motivated me to go out to my studio and start painting again, which I feel like there's both sides to this thing where there is this like shadow side and it, the tech maybe isn't being used in the best way right now. And there is a better way to, to teach this AI, but like the biggest argument I'm hearing is like, this is going to take jobs away from artists who like are, they make their living doing marketing or whatever. And to me, that's reminiscent of like people working on a factory line saying, well, I don't want my job to be automated away. It's like, well, maybe your time could be better spent just like creating for the sake of creating instead of like creating for a company that you don't even maybe like, you know? Mm. Well, I'm just curious too, at this point, like we've grown up with the internet and we've grown up with like artificial intelligence and seen how it's come about to do these kind of things. And, you know, at what point doesn't artists get to say that, their art is only their own because anyone that does street art, anyone that does graffiti or anyone really that sells their work, then that's someone else's art. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's a really important piece of the debate. I think is like, and I, 
I I mean, like I said, I see both sides very clearly, and I really understand both sides. Like, yeah, it sucks. I don't want anyone to steal from me, and that fucking sucks. But also, I'm in the camp of once you create something and put it into the world, it's not yours anymore. You don't get to decide how people react to it. You yep. don't get to decide what they choose to do while they're listening to your song or while they're you know yeah. how your art is going to make them feel you don't get to decide that stuff artists yeah. only get uh intent we get intent yeah. to put it into the world and then it's the world's right so mm-hmm. you know with mm-hmm. the ai thing it sucks because it does a good job of something shitty but <laughs> at the same time it's, you know it, it that's that comes with technology like that's where we're yeah. at in the world and and you have to remember too like while this will be its its own specific style of art artists are still going to be needed you know and you're not this isn't going to take away opportunity from artists yes it might create a whole new avenue or a whole new style of art but i don't see it necessarily it'll take away some of the bs art jobs you know the stuff that artists don't necessarily want to be doing but you're still going to need a David Cho to get that feeling in that style. You're still going to yeah. need an Andy Warhol to be able to recognize that this is how it should be done right now outside of it, you know, because an AI like that yeah. will never be able to think outside the box. They'll be gathering from things that have already been done and never expanding or adding to them, but they'll never be something totally new. It'll be amalgamations of other things put together. Yeah. Well, and I, I have been resistant towards technology. Like I, there's a lot of stuff that I don't engage with because I'm like, Oh, I don't understand. You know, like I'm, yeah, I was like the internet came around when I was like seven or eight years old. So I've like had a phone for a long time. I've had access to the internet for most of my life, but there's still parts of me where I'm like, I don't want a fucking Google home or Alexa in my home. Like I don't want any. So I, I get like the the resistance, but this was the first thing that I've ever, this is the first like moment in my life where I engaged with AI and I was like, oh, this is like a conversation. Like mm. I put something into it and it showed me something different. And now I'm creating something new because of that conversation. And it's like, I see it exactly what you said. I see it closing some doors, but maybe those doors sucked anyway. Like maybe no one actually wants that marketing art job because it's soul sucking and maybe our time could be better spent. Like creatives have to create. And if, if they're, I'm just imagining a world where maybe people's basic needs are met in other ways. And then if you want to create, you just can, because you don't have to worry about like making art to survive or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Idealism. Hey, can we pause real quick? Uh, the rotary meeting just got let out and there's like a hundred people filing outside the door. And it can sounds- you hear that? They were singing Christmas songs a second ago. That's awesome. No, I can't hear it. Yeah. I just know it's going to be tough to, uh, to pull out all of their, their holly jolly Christmas. No, but like, uh, we'll just, let's fill it with some fun time. Like, so uh, yeah, to, to come off talk topic, but with the topic you get, you said you got internet when you were seven, eight, right? So it's like, what was your first screen name? Oh man, that was I, a good question. I don't apparently, my first one, but I remember uh, when I was definitely in middle school. 
The first one I remember was Couch Patch from Homestar Runner. Yes. <laughs> Homestar Runner ruled. Which Homestar was Dude, rad. if you don't know what Homestar <laughs> is, you're too young to hang out. So yeah, that's right. get out of here. It's the wrong uh, Yeah, Trogdor all day. Trogdor! Yeah, everyone's favorite internet sensation. It was amazing. I had a Trogdor sweatshirt in middle school, and I felt very cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was the golden age of the internet right there. Yeah, like, like, like there our, was, our siblings wouldn't know what that is. That was like no, a special time for it sure. It was, and there was specific websites dedicated to just dumb things like ham- hamster dance. You just go there, and there's just hamsters oh, dancing for no and reason. that cute little song. Stick Death. You remember uh-huh, Stick, Stick Death? Death was a big one when I was a kid. I recall that name. But I don't remember. It was just stick was figures just, getting murdered. I don't know. I don't know what the sensation was about, but everyone in junior high had to go to stick death and watch the stick figures get murdered. So oh, okay, we, yeah. we did that. I definitely did see that. <laughs> that was also the age where like the internet was symbiotic with like the dark web. Like you could just type in a website and find uh, you know, oh, we you need a murderer? Like I got you. Oh, just yeah, go yeah. go to the corner of this street in this street. We'll we'll talk about it, you know? Or there, there was yeah, so I, Yeah, I don't I don't really spend any time just like surfing the web anymore. It's all kind of like funneled into these mm-hmm. apps where yeah. we like you know scroll through and decide if something is interesting enough, maybe I'll go to another website, but Maybe just like read a meme about it. Maybe I'll just do that. The the worst thing is is like the only websites I type into my computer are to check like my email. It's it's sad. Maybe to buy like a <laughs> pair of shoes sometimes. I'll like be like, all right, I'll see what this website has. <laughs> but it's it's so silly. Uh everything is just uh apps, like you said. Like I only have Instagram. I don't even have like Twitter or Facebook or anything like that, but it's it's kind of just the only way people communicate now it's very silly it's very silly what? i do have facebook but i i use it for a really specific thing where i am in just like these very weird uh niche groups and i just like read what comments and like um there's a group called uh like <laughs> fuck this michigan destroying map like I'm in a lot of map <laughs> groups, which is like such a weird niche of people that I like, I'm just fascinated. Like there's like collectives of people that feel really strongly about whether or not New Zealand is on a map. And it's, and then there's like memes and all this like really like inside baseball discourse. And it's oh, so amazing funny. to me. I'm in a bunch of like math groups and like linguistics groups and cat groups and <laughs> dude that, so that that's the best way to use the internet by the subcultures yeah that's that's the best way to do it like people that are on uh next door are the worst you uh, I've heard that. L- learn about why new zealand isn't on a map or why cats are the best that sounds way better <laughs> than uh someone parked too close to, to my, my yeah someone parked in front of my garage kind of kind of like it's so yeah. bad my mom is in is on next door and I the reason I haven't joined it is because she'll tell me like everyone there's just fucking racist and like scared <laughs> they'll be like this car has been parked outside of my house I think I'm going to call the cops and she's like whoa like don't do that dude yeah. it's real that's exactly what it is and it I I, I pity myself 
because I signed up for it when I lived in San Diego because I wanted to know about the construction in the neighborhood. And then now it, I just get emails every day that's like, well, this has been here too long. And that, that's like the gist of it. It's so bad. It's so stupid. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, cat groups, let's go. I like to watch dogs videos. I'm I'm a little partial to wiener dogs, obviously. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I, I find a lot of joy in like seeing other people's like dog life. <laughs> it's very cute. It's very, uh, cat groups especially are just like, well, the ones that I'm in, they're very supportive. And they're just <laughs> a lot of people like being like, you're doing a good, you know, like no shaming here. Like we just want to all have a good time. It's really nice. Dang, that's a rare a part of the internet. And then I go on Facebook and I, <laughs> God, I just feel like I'm so old. <laughs> yeah, we, I, I work at a Mexican food restaurant now. I don't know if we've talked since I started working there, but. Uh, no, we haven't. I saw that you, you're bartending, right? Yeah, there? it's, it's fine. It's a Mexican food restaurant. It's great. I love it. But I'm the oldest person there. At 35, I'm like, fuck. I'm old. Some girl asked me, like, oh, what's your riz? And I was like, all right, is that, what is that? Like, and she's like, like your game. Like your, yeah, I was like, oh, like your steez. She's like, steez. And I was like, that was our term for the riz. It's so silly, dude. It's your riz. I'm old. What is that even? I'm old at 35. I don't know. So cat groups uh, are right up my alley. Uh, yeah. right up my alley. It's so this funny. This is something that, like, I just don't have any, um, nothing I do in my life intersects with younger people. Right, and right. I'm like, uh-oh, I'm accidentally creating this, like, a huge Grand Canyon between me and the next generation. And I don't mean to do it, but I'm just like, I don't, every time I overhear a conversation of, like, 20 something or 50, like teenagers i'm just like i don't i don't know what you're saying and i'm not i'm not like mad about it i'm just like oh no i see the gulf opening wider and wider yeah, and which I'm is just over here and they're probably like nerd you know? <laughs> well it's funny because they probably think you're way too cool for school it's like you look at yourself and you're you know you're fucking tatted on your neck it's like oh that that chick probably knows what the fuck is up and then you're the one What's insecure about what What's some, your riz? some yeah. little kid, you know, some 16 year old, what they think, you know, so funny. Well, thank you. I, uh, I appreciate, I will take that compliment. I, I don't know. I just feel like I would be so out of my depth around any kids. Dude. So jumping over to like the art that you've been doing, like you said that you kind of went, cause before when we, when we first interviewed, it was all, pretty much you who are just doing watercolor and I, we have a couple of those and I have one in the house. Thank you for sending that by the way. As do I. I love that piece. Uh, but since then and tr transitioning over into the digital, how has that kind of affected your, your Riz, your style, your steez? <laughs> like, <laughs> like that has to be like, so different. Oh, I hope he uses another word cause I still don't understand what Riz is. <laughs> Okay, my style. Um, yeah, it's... I mean, I think I am a little bit more, like, experimental with okay. yeah. digital art just because it's it's so much easier to try something and then just undo it, you know? You can just say, oh, never mind, versus, like I mentioned earlier, I, I started working on a painting a couple of days ago, and I'm a little bit experimental with like the stuff that I'm doing in the physical world, but 
I, it's a little bit more like thoughtful where I'm like, okay, if I decide to experiment in this way, that's it. Like I made the choice and it's really hard to undo it, you know, or, or incorporate it. And I, I still let myself do that a little bit in like with my hands and, and with paint, but digitally it's like, I try things that I would never think to try or would never, uh, would never like consider that would align with my style, but it's so, it's so much easier to undo what you do that I feel like just a little bit more experimental. So much more forgiving. Yeah. You can run around so much more and not worry about leaving a trail. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And once I, man, once I figured out, like all the ins and outs of using layers and shit in procreate and like i'm like man I, you can just do anything and then undo it serious that's awesome like the first few things that i did digitally i did not understand all of those tricks so it was i was like really trying to approach it the way i would approach a painting mm. and i was like this is really hard yeah and then i like the more tricks i learned the more i was like oh this is boom 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 you know copy paste do this undo that like yeah, yeah. easy so this is your first experience with digital art is just recently in the last two years, you say? Mm-hmm. That's yeah, a, I never, I was You never like, used Photoshop, Illustrator, or anything like that? No, I, it's, it's actually funny you say that because it's a thing in my life where I'm like, I really wish that I had some experience with Photoshop and Illustrator and I feel like it would, I feel like it would like really help and just inform, yeah. <laughs> like make certain things a lot easier um but there's just only so many apps i can learn right. in this lifetime <laughs> have you gone and messed around and found like different brush packs that people offer and like different gradients and ha- have you tried any of those i've heard a lot of good things but never really experimented yeah um i bought a pack from true grit they're like I don't know. I mean, I haven't done a whole lot of exploring, um, but that was one that the algorithm recommended to me yeah. on Instagram. And I was like, oh, I do like the way that looks. And it's just a more, um, it's more like kind of lo-fi, like almost comic booky, like in it, and it makes yeah. it, it's really funny because it looks like it's just real paper which is like yeah shout out it's so uh, funny that we want that even on the digital thing it's like i want it to look like i drew this on a real piece of paper yes. <laughs> our boy uh christopher sprandio who we do the uh u.s distribution for uh uses some of those uh packs from retro supply uh mm. and it gives it that really like quality like old school feel but it doesn't look cheesy you know what i mean yeah. uh it, yeah. it like seems really natural and uh, he does daily comics, so shout out Pinko Joe. Uh, check him out on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he he's done a couple of those like uh, font packs for them, and then they do those um, like washes and like the brush brushes packs, yeah. and yeah, all the all the different uh, packs you can get. It's yeah. I don't know how I feel about it to be honest. <laughs> I I love the idea. It looks really good. I can't hate on it, but I just I don't think I can do it. I just, I'm a sucker for paint, I guess. Yeah. I mean, there's something, there's something very different. Like the, the main reason that I make art is the, the process really does something for me. Like it's very Mm -hmm. meditative and it's, 
one of the few things in my life that allows me to like stop thinking for mm-hmm. a second. You do, know, do you feel that way when you do digital art though? What was that? Do you do, mm-hmm. do you feel that way when you do uh digital art, like on your iPad, do you feel that same way? That's kind of what I was going to say is it's, it's different. Like I, I have gotten to that place with making digital art. Um, but it feels a little bit different and it's the process is, is just different. Like it's almost like a ritual, the way that I paint with like actual mm-hmm. physical paint. Yeah. Um, and just the whole process, like touching it with my hand. I'm a very tactile person. So like having my like face in it and touching it and like picking up the paint tubes and like really like feeling what color I want to use. Like that's a whole thing that like taps into a different part of my body than my mind. And digitally, it just feels a little different. But I, I like it and I have, like I said, I have had that, that, I have been able to tap into that flow space with it. Um, but it's, I don't know. It's just different. Like <laughs> well, I, and there's... Just, just working on this painting the last couple of days, I'm like, oh yeah, like this is a thing I haven't felt in quite a long time. Uh-huh. And I think it's just like really being like immersed in. And like learning in something new too. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I think it shows too that there's place for both. You know what I mean? Sometimes you want to just produce and you have to get an idea out quick, grab the iPad and just scribble it out. And sometimes it's like, you know what? I need to churn out some art. I need to create something from within. And that's probably a lot better for, you know, doing the entire tactile experience that you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, this, it definitely feels more like, like there's something that needs to be, be expressed and like something in my body almost Mm -hmm. that like has to come out and like that's when i turn to the the physical side of painting i feel that i feel that i've never really been much of a painter but i've painted a couple of times recently and just oh yeah yeah i just we i put a canvas out and it was just squirting paints together and like mixing the colors and seeing what happened and then going, Ooh, I want to try and see what this color adds to it. You know, I don't have any theory. I don't understand color theory, but just squirting and mixing paints. Like I couldn't help, but be smiling the whole time, you know, and mm-hmm. partially because it's uncomfortable and I don't know what I'm doing. So it's like kind of, uh, like let's a ner- see. nervous yeah. smile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the same time, the other part is like this, I've never done this before. It feels cool. It feels it, fun. That never you know? goes away, bro. Yeah, that I that's an yeah. amazing it really part. Doesn't. And well, I mean, yeah, if you can like maintain a connection to that little aspect of it, it hopefully will never go away for you. It the way you're describing that reminds me of um like art therapy. And I think that is part of what happens when I make a painting is like it's it's therapeutic like oh yeah picking out the colors and like touching it with your hands that's a very non-mental like like deeply somatic experience that you're having where something that you can't access intellectually is like having a chance to come out onto the paper or whatever yeah well so i'm curious now that you said that that so what made you start did you start watercolors like as your first kind of uh, vein in art or did you do things before that that led to that? Um, I've always been making art and it really for a very long time, it was just a matter of access and um, 
like when I was really little, I remember using a lot of crayons and colored pencils, like just what was around. Mm -hmm. And then I really got into watercolor once again, because my mom was a teacher and she would bring home those like shitty Crayola, uh -huh. like, you know, mm -hmm. like the, the like, the, the, like white, the yeah, rainbow yeah, yeah, colors. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I know exactly. I can almost um, hear the, the thing close. You know what I mean? Like yeah. so ingrained <laughs> in my brain <laughs> with like the shitty paintbrush in there. So she just gave me a few of those. And one day I wanted to make art and that was all I had. And I was like, Oh, I'm just going to play with these. And then it like felt really good. It like worked. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I, I remember I bought my first like nice watercolor set only a few years ago. And I was like, it was like $50 and like <laughs> these beautiful colors. And I was like, Oh, this is like expensive, but it's, Oh my gosh. It's so nice. It's like, big step up from the Crayola Heck basic yeah. box. Totally. Having the right tools yeah. makes a hell of a difference. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still, I'm just like self-taught, you know, and mm -hmm. like, it really has just been a matter of like, what tools do I have access to? And, and it doesn't even occur to me sometimes that like the tools I'm using maybe aren't uh, the best fit for like the, the medium and like I bought nice watercolor paintbrushes only a year ago or so. And I was like, Whoa, like it makes a really big difference. <laughs> Isn't like, that funny? Actually being able to control where the paint is going. Like, huh? Who knew? Who knew? <laughs> I, I think those realizations though, like, well, I guess the realization is the product of it, but being able to just create in that way, I think is the most genuine, you know, when you, when you're trying to say, okay, I can't do watercolor today because I'm waiting for this brush to come in because I need it for this specific thing. It, there tends to, it tends to curb the creativity, but when you're like, yeah. you know what, fuck, I'm just going to do what I do with what I do. Then you have to almost be extra creative to make what you have, do what you need it to do. Yeah. Also, oh yeah. So I have a question for you because I felt like when I was at my like lowest at my poorest at struggling every day to wonder how I was going to make rent, I painted the most just as like therapeutically. Right. So it's like, is it the, the tortured like artist? Is that like, do you feel that way at all? Or do you, do you create when you're in like a, a good space? Oh man, what an interesting question. I, <sighs> the moments in my life when I've made the most art have definitely been the moments when I've had free time, like probably too much free time. I mean, too much, I don't know what too much means, but it's, there've been like these really definitive chunks of time where it's like, I was unemployed for whatever reason. And like, there was one moment when I was like having to live in my mom's house and didn't have a job. And I was like, God, what am I going to do with my life? And I just made art every day and it was awesome. And it like ended up helping me through that moment. Yeah. And it's kind of the, that's kind of what's been happening the last few days too. I've been like really preoccupied with school and like really not focusing on art. And then my, the first quarter ended for me last Saturday. And the next few days after that, I was just like, what do I 
who, what am I, what do I do? Like, <laughs> what do I do with my time? And that was part of why I started that painting because I was like, I'm going crazy. Like, I don't even remember what I do with my free time. And then I started working on this painting and I was like, Oh yeah. Okay. That's what I do. Like oh, that yeah. feels really nice. Yeah. So I, I don't know if that's an answer. I think <laughs> my answer is yes. I, I turn to art when I'm, I've definitely turned to art when I've been like really up and feeling really inspired and been like in a good place. But a lot of the time it's something that I turn to when it's like, when I'm confronted with like, all this open free time and I don't really know what else to do with myself, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. I've, I've been trying to convince Jim of that. Uh, <laughs> he's like, I got time to offer, bro. I'm like paint. He was like, I don't know how I was like, just do it. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter. <laughs> just do it. Yeah. <laughs> it, uh, I got, you know, I have that, that, the one good thing I do have going for me as an artist is I have that critical self doubt. So, you know, that'll, that'll help. Welcome to the club, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's, I say that more on this. I mean, we, this is going to be ex- episode like 64. Uh huh. Um, and I think I've said almost in every interview, I'm like, do you just constantly judge yourself and hate yourself? So yeah. Like everybody, <laughs> they're like, yeah. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> yeah, you too. How'd you know? So oh, funny. Man. Oh, man. Yeah, it, I'm definitely no, my own worst critic. I, I mean, I think we all are. Yeah. But it's always, it's like the, the piece that you like the least is the first one to sell. Like there's just, it's, it's weird. It's everybody. I said, you know, for so long, I was like, oh, it's just me being judgmental of myself or whatever. Uh, and then the more I talk to people, I'm like, no, it's kind of just like a human reaction to like putting something out. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, yeah. here's this thing for everyone to judge or whatever it is, you know? Yeah. Well, and people always say, that like the the piece that you don't think is good and you don't want to share with the world like that's often the piece where people are like whoa and i have <laughs> yeah. stuff like that where i'm like this will never see the light of day i will never show but i'm curious there's a part of me that's curious where i'm like maybe that is the one that people would be like oh <laughs> yeah awesome. but i'm just like way too i'm like it was too real or something or i don't know it's like embarrassing <laughs> or or it feels incomplete or it's not the picture you had of it in your head and so that's not good enough because it's not exactly what i had in my head but they don't know what was there and they see it and they don't see the imperfection that you see they see a fresh piece of art you know that for sure for me it's been music but those songs that i that i don't want anybody to hear someone will catch a catch a uh little bit of it and they're like that's the one bro and it's like nah it ain't it ain't but it is yeah. Yeah. I, I make a little bit of music. That's like a very, maybe like fourth or fifth tier hobby. Like if I just have nothing but free time. Dude, I've I'll never heard your music. Time. You send me a song, bro. Yeah. Let's hear it. Okay. <laughs> well, to what you were just saying, it's like embarrassing though. Where yeah. like, I think it's just, I have a, like art is comfortable for me because there's like a, there's space between me expressing it and it being perceived. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. I don't have to be there in the moment singing or whatever, you know, music though is like you listen to something that I wrote or I sang and you, 
it's like you are basically watching me uh-huh. express myself and i'm like that is so gnarly like that's <laughs> the scariest thing in the world for me for some reason <laughs> i thrive on that shit that that to me is the <laughs> the best part of of making music is like the presentation it's like get up on stage everybody look at me <laughs> but also, also we know that like downer of like getting really amped up on something you're doing and having six people look at you awkward oh, and yeah. that's it. That's the whole crowd or something, you know, we, we've went on that's tours. And- is that I'm going to like really try and everyone's going to be like, <laughs> loser. Yeah, yeah. for like, oh, sure. So yeah. I mean, that's every night though. That's every night we play a show, you know, or at least like <laughs> when we were in a band together, it's like every night could be that show where just everyone's yeah. like, what the fuck is this? I sw- very, it's very brave. It's very vulnerable. Yeah, sometimes in those situations, I would rather hear somebody like boo or heckle me th- <laughs> than just completely just ignore me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no reaction. That's to the you worst. Your soul. Yeah, but yeah art, art is nice in that way because you can be in a group show or you can be in the gallery on like your opening night and not have anyone know what you're doing or whose piece yeah. is whose. But they don't know like. They don't know what I like, what emotion I was feeling while I was painting. They don't know if I was like smiling or crying or whatever, you know, like you can just, there's just this extra layer or extra step of removal that is a lot more comfortable for me. Oh, absolutely. I think even live art is kind of um, less vulnerable than music because you at least have your back to like whoever's watching (laughs) you, right? Like you're just looking at the canvas. So it's like, even when you're doing something live, it's not uh, it's not like you're presenting it the way you would do if you were doing music or like, yeah. say, uh, like a stand up comedian or a play, oh something like that. You know what I mean? Man, I have I have done karaoke so many times. I've done it <laughs> drunk, blackout drunk. I've done it sober. I've done it just a little bit buzz. I've done it on any drug you can imagine. And I fucking hate it (laughs) i have never i'm i finally just got to a place where i was like i think i just hate karaoke i think i just will never do it again because i really tried and it is the worst feeling for me yo i i uh i don't know if i knew you when i worked there but i worked it in uh gas lamp in san diego like downtown at a, a bar that did karaoke every night and so I got the ins and outs. I saw every song. I saw every kind of karaoke personality. There's nothing good about it. Karaoke's not fun. <laughs> Everyone that's listening to this, if you do karaoke, stop. It's terrible. <laughs> well, the thing is, I enjoy watching people do it. It's not. No, you won't think, if you do it I long enough. The problem was you were in the gas lamp. I think that was like the, a big part of the problem. <laughs> No one wants to be in the gas lamp. No, yeah. Everyone's like, oh, San Diego, did you ever go to the gas lamp? I was like, I lived and worked there. It's the worst place in San Diego. (laughs) You know, there is something to be said, though, about those moments. And I think here's probably what's wrong with karaoke. Karaoke is this grandiorized idea of you sounding like the person that you're trying to sing like. And you're projecting this image in your head. For me, it's Garth Brooks. Of course, obviously. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> but but when you're creating music or when you're actually like when you're be, do, being an artist, it, there's something about how it draws you in that moment and you can't be anywhere else. 
and you're not projecting anything other than the intention of that song or the intention of that art and you can't like the the external stuff starts to bounce away and i think that's what for me at least draws me to a piece that i've created or makes me not want to put a piece out because i it's like a snapshot of that moment in time where i was at that yeah. time and i d- it doesn't change for me you know they don't see the the observer doesn't see that but it's almost like that moment i got to not only be so in this moment right now but have something to show for it at the end of the moment rather than just a memory and there's something to yeah. be said about that as an artist where that is so therapeutic yeah absolutely yeah it's the like like we were saying earlier it's a way to cuz i mean language is a, a powerful tool and it's a being able to express how you feel is like worth so much but there's so much that just can never be expressed with language and it can only come out with colors and shapes. And it's like, yeah, art is, I will never stop creating. Hopefully. I mean, I will, I'll find a way. I think it's something that like every human being is creative. I think some people are just more aware of it than others. And if I go too long without creating something, I mean, I feel like, life just like changes it sucks Mm. yeah that's i mean ah i i we were talking about earlier and i was saying that i i'm only creative when i'm at my like lowest points or whatever i'm most creative at my lowest points but i always find a time a day whatever it is to to make something and to continue on that through 35 years of age like I feel pretty fucking blessed that I didn't like give up. This is maybe the one thing in my life that I didn't give up on. You know what I'm saying? Like I can hold a job. I can do all that shit, but like personal goals, making arts, the only thing that I still like is still relevant to me in my adult life. Yeah. Oh, that's really beautiful. And that's a, that's a really beautiful way of looking at it. I've never, cause I'm like a serial, like, experimenter as well we're all like same like oh i can get a job i'll try it out for a year or two i've like dipped my toes into a lot of different ways of living and lifestyles and the one thing that has been there my whole life that i guess i've never given up on which i've never thought about it that way before is making art Mm. which is so cool that's that struggle though that that dedication is the difference between that ai art that we were talking about earlier and the true artist created art though like it an an ai cannot pretend or cannot recreate the emotions that that went into it the the brush strokes the the tears that fell on the page or the tears you know there's just no way to recreate time in between in a painting to where you're feeling three different ways as you did the painting and it comes out and all three of those emotions are there. You but know? It, it's going to be pretty damn close, dude. AI is fucking <laughs> insane. And I think that's the important distinction is when you're looking at the finished product, maybe it won't be obvious, but I think what art does for us like the finished product is such a small piece of what right. art does for us. Totally. It's, mm-hmm. it's like you can, that human experience of making something is always hopefully going to be available to us as humans. And like that, that like makes us human. Oh yeah. Heck yeah. And that, that just proves the art is for the artist really more than it's for anybody else, you know? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't think any artists, I mean, a lot of artists do, but I don't think any artists that aren't uh, popular or not selling work create stuff in the hype of like, I'm going to sell this for a bunch of money. Yeah, so We've Mr. all given Brainwash. up on that at that yeah. point. <laughs> it's like, I'm Man, just. I have so many different moments, like quick little moments in my life. I've been like, maybe, like, maybe I could do it. Yeah, like, like full time. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh God, I just can't even, I can't even. I don't have the skills to like market myself that way. And I can't even pretend to care <laughs> if everyone likes me or what. I'm just like, God, I'm so bored and tired. Like I, can't, I don't care. I don't care. Dude, well, <laughs> on that note, thank you for being the cover of issue two, uh, retina oh, scene. Thank you so much. It will yeah. be out in January because I got this job and it pushed everything back a month, which is unfortunate, but I'm just, I, I'm not going to try to rush Wait, it. My, uh, my birthday's in January, so hey. that'll be a nice little gift for me. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> I, will, I will send you a stack for sure. Um, awesome. But yeah, no, really cool interview. I uh, We didn't talk about any of this stuff, which is nice. Uh, we had kind of like just a different mode to that. Uh, it's always different doing like a written interview than just having a conversation with somebody. You know what I mean? Yeah, I believe that the last question I asked you was, what's your favorite mythical creature? Which was a pretty sweet way to end it. <laughs> I, I, I like, do you ask everyone that? No, that was just okay. for you. Nice. Uniquity. Nice. <laughs> uh, and the, the pieces that you submitted for the zine are rad too. Like, oh, thank I, you. I really, when, I, when he showed me at first, it was, that was the first experience I got with your kind of newer style of art that you're doing. I, I dig it a lot. Uh, almost that like tarot card esque vibe to it. Like it has a very esoteric feel to it. Like immediately just looking at it. That, that was really cool. And not what I expected yeah. coming from the watercolor that I knew you had. Totally a little bit more like iconic and almost like illustrative. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know how to describe it quite, but you, I hope that makes sense to you. Uh, Seeing, seeing yeah, your, it you does. know, and that is that is definitely like kind of the vision behind it. So it's really rad that that came across. I'm a sucker for words um, in art too. Like whenever you can incorporate some font and ma like make it add to the painting or the piece, I love that. So just like the card style, almost with the with the sentencing at the bottom, so clean to me. You know, so clean and fresh. I I, I dig it. What what has been the inspiration for that or at least those pieces in particular that those pieces were so i've kind of had like this symbol with me my whole life i don't know if you can see i have like a little hand here tattooed on uh -huh. my chest mm -hmm. um i don't remember when that symbol first came to me but for most of my life i've just held that as like the way that I want to move through life with like an open hand. Mm. It's basically the, like, I don't know the way I could describe it um, yeah. versus a closed hand where you're like, I guess it's kind of like Buddhist philosophical. Sure. Thought. Like instead of grasping at things or trying to control or wanting things to be a certain way, like, having that practice and it's an active practice where I'm constantly having to 
remember, like, relax my hand, keep it open, like, let things flow. And like, also, there's, there's just so many things that go into it. And I had this idea for a long time that like, that's kind of like the core um, like message of my lifetime, maybe, or yeah. maybe I wanted to like something you want to live by. Make, yeah. Something I want to live by. And I, I had the idea of making it this like bigger, like kind of lifelong project. Like maybe when I'm very old, I'll like compile everything into a book or something. And that will kind of be the, the like driving message. Um, so it was really cool to have an opportunity to, this just felt like the the right place to sort of get a few of those ideas down. And yeah, um, oh, that's cool. It's cool. <laughs> it's very cohesive. Um, and it's different than the, the piece that I used for the, uh, cover. Uh, because yeah, I, when did I buy that? I think I bought that the first show we did together six yeah. years, five years ago or something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that uh, was five years ago. It's amazing to see your your style change and and you grow as an artist and as a person. And I'm so happy that uh you know get to be your friend, dude. Yeah, it's so good to know you, Matt, Aww. and to know you now too. It's Jim, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's right. No, it's been cool. <laughs> I I've definitely enjoyed watching like I following on Instagram, especially because you were the first interview. It was like, oh, I'm gonna follow everybody that we talk to and so i have gotten to for the last two years see everything that you're posting and like going through kind of chronologically to from then till now it's awesome being able to sit down and just catch up and see like oh well shit it's the same person that i met two years ago yeah. just there's been a lot more stuff happening you know what i mean yeah, man. I mean, for everyone in the world, the last couple of years have been a, a hugely transformative Truth. time. And yeah, it's really, it's so nice to sit down with you guys again and, I, and catch up. And I'm going to end it on this. We're going to wrap up right now, but I don't know if this was the first time we met, but you picked me up drunk. One of the first times we met, uh, and I sat in your back seat. And uh, just like screamed the anniversary. I don't know if you like remember this. Like in North Park, like you drove me home, and I was just like, "This is the best song ever made." Do you remember <laughs> this? I don't know if you remember I, that. I, it I always lives. It always that. lives with me. I wish I did. Oh man, oh, my God. it was great. That sounds and, like a lovely. I do know that you like as soon as i met you i was like this dude's rad like, this is gonna be this is gonna be a good art art buddy like i don't know you've just always been such a such a supporter and it's so appreciated and oh yeah dude everything you make is so rad and i like i love what you're doing with ratness you guys are just you're too sweet too work. nice you <laughs> have to end on that that's yeah, just we're, too we're gonna nice. get out here because that's the best uh <laughs> compliment we've ever gotten right so uh is there anything we can shout out do you have anything coming up um any shows or um, anything no just you know watch watch my instagram i'm not like the most engaged person on there because i need to tend to my real life but um i try to keep it pretty updated if and i make anything new i post that's on at there clown dot fruits that's me that's it at clown dot fruits uh also um go to fall brewing in San Diego and say, hi, she might be behind the counter. Who knows? Mm -hmm. uh, can I, can I shout that out? Is me? that okay? 
that? I said, is that okay that I told everyone where you work? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> if I get any uh, stalkers, I'll just send them our way. You know. <laughs> That's how you know we're getting famous if you get stalkers. That'll be sweet. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. But, well, all right, guys. Yeah, awesome. thank, thank you, dude. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks again, Amber. Really appreciate you sitting down. It's been it's been a good uh good hour with you. Thank you again. Yeah. All right, pleasure. June. This has been another episode of the Ratness Podcast. You can catch us every week on YouTube for video and anywhere you stream your podcast for the audio. Go to ratnessstickerco.com for zines, comics, stickers, and Jim, anything? More. All right, cool. I'm Jim. <laughs> See you next week. Dude, thank Bye. you. Awesome. Thanks. Yeah. You rule. <laughs> you guys are awesome. Thank you so much. Dude, no, that was thank fun. You. That was super chill. Was, did we talk about anything? What did we talk about? Shit. <laughs> I thought I thought that was <laughs> we talked about everything. We talked about life. Talked about artificial intelligence. Yeah, actually, great. actually, we got kind of deep for there for a second there. We were like, all right, this is our, our childhood trauma and AI. <laughs> but that's I mean, I'm that's like how i steer every conversation so it doesn't surprise me that it got there <laughs>